Matthew chapter 20, chapter 14, verse 25. The Bible declares, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good courage, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Tell somebody the last time, if they ask you when you last time saw me, I was heading towards Jesus. Yeah, because sometimes you go through some stuff. But it's a good testimony when they say, the last time I saw him walking, he was on his way towards Jesus. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about the fact that in the world, the sun is setting. We've been talking about that uh, it's becoming like a desert place. The sun is setting. It's becoming like a desert place. And the people are hungry. And, and, and God is, is desiring that we feed the multitudes. Not, this, not more than just feeding them with food. That's good. But, but there's, there's another food of the spirit, of the mind, which cannot be bought with money. And we as a people of God, we have a challenge in this hour and this season not to panic like the way the people in the world are panicking, but to tap into the mind of God and get the food because the food is in the heart, in the mind of God. And then God wants us to surrender to him so that we can be used to feed the multitudes. We must come to that place in this season where we just don't send the multitudes away. But in the meantime, we also as people of God we have challenges immediately you take a step now to begin to walk in your purpose in your destiny in the reason why you're here on earth you're going to come across boisterous winds you, you remember it's Jesus, it's Jesus that dismissed the multitude and he asked them to go 
but he remained behind and alone and dismissed them out went to the place of prayer. And as they were traveling, verse 25, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on, on the sea. Verse 24 says, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. First of all, I want to establish the fact that just because you heard the voice of God saying, go to the other side, I want to establish the fact that, first and foremost, I want to establish the fact that the fact that you heard the voice of God commissioning you go to the other side or do this or feed the multitude. It doesn't mean on, you, on that journey of destiny there won't be boisterous winds. Because sometimes the deception is that when I'm in complete, perfect will of God, I won't make problems. How many have ever thought that if only I can get in the will of God, then I won't have challenges and problems? Maybe that's a modern day kind of Christianity, but the one that is... The one that is in the Bible is not like that. Immediately you take a step. And it, it says in the middle of the sea. In, the middle. in other words, they were almost halfway gone. Then some, some wind, boisterous winds began to come contrary to them, to stop them. To stop them from arriving. This experience is a picture of all of us. God gives you a commission. I want you to walk like this. I want you to do this. I want you to activate your gifts. I want you to help society. Sometimes you get excited. And especially if you've seen the miracle power of God before. Because you are just coming from a powerful miracle. They saw bread multiplying before them. They saw fish multiplying before them. So it's exciting. God is moving, isn't it? And then, they, then he sends you to a new level of mission. And that right in the middle, there comes boisterous winds. Boisterous winds. The Bible says the boat was tossed to from. By the waves, the wind was contrary. Now, you were going to meet different kinds of winds. Different kinds of winds. Some winds are necessary because you need to change garments. You know, some winds can blow away some of the garments that is on your life. Because they're not needed for the new season. But when they're being blown away, you don't like it. I mean, remember when Paul was going to Rome in the last chapter of Acts. 
And though there came a storm against them. And Paul told them that the angel of the Lord showed me that no one's going to die. Just be good courage. But the more the wind was blowing, the more the storm was blowing, they began to offload the luggage in the boat. You remember the story? So there's some things that you think you need that are going to be offloaded. Just like some garments you think, you think when you dress like this, looks good. I'm speaking spiritually, I'm using metaphors. Only God, to find God removing it, because you don't need it for your next move. For the next move of your life. They had to Literally throw away the luggage. Can you imagine you? Can you imagine all the suits that you had? You had thinking I'm going to use these in Rome. All the biscuits that you had carried. All the tinned stuff that you thought were good. And then it gets tough. They had to throw them into the sea to lighten the boat. So when it's, think it's not strange, brethren, when you are faced by all kinds of trials, posting wings. For a child of God, you have, you have to realize that for you to go to new levels, you may have to deal with certain devils. Jesus comes walking on water. The, the reason first and for, uh, that's the second point. The first point is this. It doesn't mean when God is saying a word over your life, you won't have trials. Number two, he'll give you a sign by coming walking on your problem. That is to encourage you that the God you serve can walk on the same thing that you think is going to kill you. He comes walking The boisterous winds blowing. In other words, he's telling you that the thing that you're scared of or what you're experiencing is actually under my feet. So he comes walking on it. Amen. Amen. But immediately Jesus spoke to them because they were scared. Now they thought it was a ghost coming. They were troubled. He says, Be of good courage. All right, it is I. I'm walking on top of your problem. I've got power over your problem. I have dominion over your situation. So be of good courage. Fear not. Nikon was right. Fear what? Fear not. I am walking on, on right. I have dominion over what you're scared. And Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. 
Petro kwa mpenvula watsi nkosi na kungungwe ngibite ngite lapho kuwe ngehamba etikwe manti. That is a light moment. In trouble, you must have light moments. Numa ngabe usakinge ni kufuna ube natuke retikati. Yabo, upape in trouble. Upape kona laikate nginge. Have light moments. Don't be so serious. Unga besa nje sa ugutata vila sengu banekti mesela lo kukuluwa. Till you grow wrinkles. You must learn to adventure in trouble. Don't get so munyu. It's a light moment. Can you imagine? It's a, I mean, it's a, this is a bad situation. It's a, we're going to die. We're, we're about to die here. Yeah, when you are busy saying, allow me to come. How? Light moment. the friends. Right there in the boat. This is dangerous stuff. Leave me alone. Sometimes it's good to have people like that around That even if you're feeling like you're going to sink, but they'll help you lighten up the whole thing. Right there in the midst of problems. Some of you, you maybe you, you, you don't really look deep into the scriptures. This was not a, this was not a joke situation. Hmm? It was not a joke. It was a sink situation. Okay, but he says, allow me to come. Must, let me test the power. Let me test the dominion. Let me feel it. And just says to him, key word, come. Water. And in the scriptures, the come word that Jesus spoke, one of them is found in Matthew chapter, 20, chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden. Invitation. I'll give you rest. I'll give you what? Rest. Come unto me. Oh, you that labor and are heavy laden. The come word that Jesus spoke. The other come word is when he was commanding Lazarus. I like these two come words. The method 11, 28 is the invitation to come because you're feeling heavy laden, because you're toiling, it's heavy. Looks like the yoke is so heavy. He's, he's giving an invitation. Come. Right. And then the John 11. It's a prophetic command. This other one, you can literally bring your own burdens to him. But the John 11 come is when you're finished. Which means Jesus can speak a word come even when you're finished. This is the I am factor of Jesus. Lazarus, 
was dead. There was no way you could exercise faith. Have you ever come to a dead moment where you can't even exercise your own faith? Come on. Hmm? There's another calm that he speaks even there. That he activates himself. Lazarus was completely dead. He, there was no way Lazarus could actually hear him or, or have faith because he was dead. But the I am factor when Jesus says come, you, you can come out of a situation even when you don't have faith. Why? Because he loves you. Because the Bible says he loved Lazarus. Because he loves you. Let me pause here and say, the reason, the reason why you must save God with all your heart, you see, God, God loves everybody. But there are some people that he likes. There are some people that he likes. In, in our language, it's not easy to say, isn't it? God loves everyone. Everyone, you, 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 he loves you. some that he likes. Those that he likes, even when they're down without faith, he will come. Usually, those that are carrying his mandate and they've been doing what he wants them to be doing. Lazarus was really saving. Every time, Lazarus and his sisters, well, every time Jesus passed by, he was saved. That's why it says, the one Jesus loved. The one you love is dying. You must save God to a point where he likes you. Like David. Even when you're in the midst of a storm, when God no likes you, he will come for you. But he loves all of us. Even if you die in that, in that, in that storm, you go to heaven. No problem. You go eh? to heaven. But those that save him with all their hearts, he will come for you in the storm. Even when you say, now I don't have faith. You know, I, I am finished now. I've got, my faith is just too small. He will still speak over your grave. Lazarus, come out. Come Jesus always speaks a calm word in your situation. He says to Peter, come. And then Peter walked on the, water, on the promise, on the spoken word. And then here it is. It doesn't mean when you are stepping on the word, there will not be temptations. Because the deception is, now that I'm walking on the word, nothing will come. Now that I've proclaimed the word, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ that gives me the strength. Now that I'm walking on the word, then everything will be... No, listen. Listen in verse 29. Verse, verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. God, for what's the good? Abone umoya gutsune manda we saba. 
it doesn't mean just that now that you have walked on the water, the wind will stop. Or the temptations will stop. You need to persevere. Push when, when you are moving in the journey of destiny, when you are activating the call of God in your life, the mission of God in your life, don't wait for the storms to stop. Don't serve God because there's no storm. Because it will always be there on your face. It says, he saw, and when he saw that the wind was boisterous, that word boisterous means rough. Rough. Have you ever heard my people say, who rough, man? <laughs> the wind was what? Rough. The other meaning of that word boisterous is noisy. There are situations that are so noisy you, you are trying to figure out the voice of God in the world. You can't. Everything is just too noisy. I mean, have you ever been there before? You're walking on water and there's too noise. Trying to hear Jesus, you can't hear It also means turbulent. Turbulent. That boister, the word boisterous means turbulent. Violently. If you have been in a plane, if you have been ever in the plane when they say, sits on, sit belts on, sun shows up, which means you are hitting in a turbulence. I've been in a plane and you, you, hit, you hit some clouds or some storm. You've been there, isn't it? You see people, I've been there, you see people. Even <laughs> I remember being in the plane and, and, and the storm was heavy and the airport conceded. Can you imagine the airplane going twice trying to land and then go back, go up again? I mean, missing the missing the what? Because it was too mist, too, too, it was too much storm. It had to go and, I remember actually it was in Livingston, we had to go and land in Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe. They could not land in that place. Three times they tried. It's only three white guys that were making noise and talking, laughing. Even when the plane is missing the word. Then I checked them later on. I, re I realized they were very drunk. You see, this is the reason why in this season you need to be drunk on the spirit. You, you need to be really drunk. I mean drunk because turbulence is not a joke. It means your life is hanging. Boisterous, violent. And he made Jesus stretch forth. Actually, he shouted, he says, Lord, save me. Take, rescue me. That word means rescue me from danger, from harm. I'm about to be harmed. Rescue me. Tells you about the power of prayer in a situation. Where you pray a prayer of rescue. Where you need to learn to have lines open. Come on. 
You need to have your lines open. Jesus, we used to sing a song, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus, save me. That word save means rescue me from danger I'm about to go under. What, what do we learn? We learn that there must be articulate prayer in your life. Even if it's two words. Save me. Even if it's three words, Jesus, save me. That is powerful. If it is coming, if it is coming from a certain place, from a certain position, from a certain attitude, that is powerful enough to send help from heaven. In whatever situation you find yourself, to pull you from that situation. Lord, save me. Power. Three words. Power. You don't need repetitions, repetitions, repetitions. Sometimes, sometimes repetitions is a sign of doubt. In unbelief. And fear. Lord, save me. That should be a prayer. Lord, save us from this COVID. But we, God wants the people that are positioned to speak those words from another position. Lord, save this nation. The way the, the, way the COVID is what? It's becoming so contagious. It's like it's trying to sink us. It's turbulent. It's turbulent times. It's hitting us so violently. As a nation, we need to say, Lord, save us. But that prayer must come from people that are positioned. It's not just parroting and talking, but it's supposed to be people, people that have taken off God garments, heavy garments. He say, he, then, then Jesus said to him, okay, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And say to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I like when he says, stretched out his hand. Do you know how mighty the hand of God is? It, it is big, it is powerful, it is strong. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. His arm is so. You remember when he says it's not short? It's not short. It is long enough to pick you up from wherever you are. You can cry from the depth of hell. You, you can cry from the depth of all kinds of situations. You can cry from the depth of sickness and disease. You, wherever you can cry from, his hand is not short. He will deliver you. He will pull you out. He will deliver you. And there is no other power or any other hand that can stop God from pulling you from that hand. Whatever hand is holding you, there is another hand that is more powerful. You know, a storm can be a hand that is holding you. It is stretched forth his hand. 
and caught him. I like it. And caught him. And caught him. And says to him, why did you doubt? How do we come to the place where we doubt what God says, the promises of God? It's at that place where we concentrate on the symptoms or on, or, or on that which we calculate with our own minds. When we arrive at that place where we allow our five senses to take of our lives, it's easy for us to step out of the promise of God and believe what we see or feel around us. You can't tell me that Peter was not walking on on, on top of the problem. He was. He was walking on top of the situation. But then he took his, his eyes from what matters. He looked at other things. Let me encourage you, saints. Whatever you are going to encounter in this season, whether it's a COVID positive, whether it's a, whatever it is, remember to go beyond your five senses. In your five senses articulation, there is only fear. Some people actually go because of fear. Some people are defeated because of because it's not that the thing that is hitting you is so it can sink you. No, you are, you are finished by your own fears. And by too much information, that is not that is not based on the word come. Information. A lot of information in the world. You could be surprised how Christians believe what they read on internet more than they believe the word. Hello. I, I know, many of you you begin to walk in fear because what you read on the internet is carrying you more than what God is saying. Hey, whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the calm or the posters winds that are blowing in the water there? So shall my word be which has gone out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish which I suppose. If there is a time to take all your five senses and bury your head in the word, in the promise of God, it is now. You cannot believe everything you read on the internet. But you can trust this. It, is, it has been tested. God has a CV. You can read it from Genesis to, to Revelation. Whose report will you believe? Somebody was asking me, do I take the vaccination or I don't take it? Didn't this Bible say you shall you shall you shall take poison and not deal with you anything? What what are you reading? How many things have you eaten before that are poisonous and you are still here? Come 
Come on. Are you there? This is more powerful than anything. This nullifies. It says you shall be beaten by serpents. But it don't do it. In other words, the serpent is a poisonous thing that gets into your bloodstream. It won't do you any harm because you stand on the word. What's wrong with these Christians? You believe too much what, what the, the sinners are telling you than believing what God says to you. The boisterous winds. You see, there's too much boisterous winds out in the, in the world today. You come out of here, they, they boast on the, on the, on the internet, they, in your workplaces, in, there's all kinds of winds. That's why you hear someone say, hey, but you must put your faith in his word. God is not a man that he should lie. No, the son of man should change his mind. Your only hope is this word. I said your only hope is what he has promised you. He said, I'll never leave you in a When you go through the fires, you won't be burned. When you go through the waters, the waters won't overflow you. That's what you must stand on. You may not have all the answers to what is going on in the world. But I believe God, it shall be well with me. Come on, I believe God, even when I'm sinking, His arm is going to pull me out. Can you imagine, even when you feel so low in faith and you feel you are sinking? Because you are going to have days of sinking. Come on, talk to me, real. Do we have real people? Do we have real people? You're going to have days of what? Of sinking. The days are not the same. There will be days when you literally feel, oh, Lord, save me. I mean, I'm just, I'm just scared of what's going on. I'm just worried about what's going on around my life. He will still pull you if you say, Lord, save me. That's the kind of God we say. He's a big God, oh. You are bigger than what people say. Oh, bigger than what people say. He is a big, 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 big God. He has no mother, he has no father. He's a reason for his own being. He is from everlasting to everlasting. In him we move and in him we live. What matters is he who has, is the personality of who we are said come. He has no mother, he has no father. He is a mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is from everlasting to everlasting. Everything, he upholds all things. But the power of his word, otherwise all the galaxies, all the planets would disintegrate and fall. But the power of what is spoke, when he said stars be there, moon be there, sun be there, they are upheld by the power of what he said. Can you imagine the sun is just there? Because in time immemorial he said sun be there. Which means he can sustain your life in these seasons of winds that are boisterous, that are blowing. 
No matter what you're going through, no matter what kind of disappointments you're facing, be of good courage. Jehovah is here with you. And he shall lift you up from any form of storm. He shall lift you up from any form of waters, from any satanic forms of attacks. The enemy is operating also. He's re- like I said, it doesn't mean because you're in the will of God, you'll be no. There will be trials. There will be temptations. But oh, in all these things, tell somebody, but in all these things, tell somebody, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Come on, in all these things, we conquer in life and we conquer in death. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Even if Peter dies, you are still going to be conqueror. We are still going to read about him, that there was a man that died walking to Jesus. So in all things, we are more than conquerors. Nowhere does the devil win. We always win. We live, we live for Christ. In him, we, we die, we die for Christ. In him, we live, in him, we move. Paul says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. And then he says, when we know that all things work out together, for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work out together for good. When they said, hey, hey, Peter, those in the boat, when he was going under, but all things work out together for good. Doesn't that love God? And are called according to his purpose. Even for you, whatever you experience in this season, it will work out together for good. You might be crying now. It's just the onions of the chicken, of the kitchen. It's just the onions of the kitchen. There's no cooking without crying. Unless you're putting on goggles. No, don't put on goggles when it comes to onions. It is good for your eyes. To cleanse your eyes. It will help you see better. You don't hear me. It will help you see better. It will make your eyes have a good complexion. Which means to give you a good perspective. In life. If you cry because of onions, get ready for a better perspective. That, that, those that have never cried, they don't have a perspective in life. They'll still be proud, feel everything is them, feel like they're on top of the world. But if you once cry, you have a perspective that is different. Hallelujah. 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 But the greatest thing is 
God wants you to fulfill your purpose. So, don't, don't give up at any moment. At any time. Continue on that journey. You arrive on the other side. And remember in life, there are so many other sides. Because, because you are a complex being. There are so many other sides that God takes you to. There are many, so many other sides of your breakthrough. So many breakthrough types of breakthroughs. So many shows you need to step on. So many landings you must make. And when you pass from this world, you should have landed on all those airports that God had designed for you to land. Everything that you do in the world is useless if you don't land at the points where God wants you to land. If there's something that should scare you and worry you in life, is when I show up before God and I don't want to hear what did you do with this A, B, C, D. I gave you money, what did you do with it? I gave you beauty, what did you do with it? I gave you opportunities, what did you do with them? I brought life, people in your life. Did you love them the way you're supposed to love them? I gave you opportunity at workplaces to shine your light before those people that do not know me. But you joined them. Joined them in their complaints, in their evil speaking, and they never saw me because of you. What are you going to do? It's very important, church. Don't just live your life haphazardly. Like there's no day of accountability. There is a day coming of accountability. You know the book of Revelation says the books will be opened. Book of, week, book of works it says plural I'm just giving you with my own imagination what kind of books I think it's books of works let's check your works book of words spoken let's check what you've been talking in the what are you glorifying book of thoughts what was busy in your head books of motives why were you doing what you were doing? And then it says the dead shall be judged in those through using those books. Remember, as you are living on this earth, do the best you can. What is the great commandment? You shall love your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. In other words, your relationship with God is very key in your relationship with other people. Very key. What do you want to do when you appear before God? Remember. Whatever he gave you, 
on this planet, you're going to be answerable for it. How did you use it? The time I gave you, what did you do with it? You wasted it talking about other people. Instead of praying. Bow your heads. Check your life. As you bow your head, allow God to put a searchlight on your heart, on your mind. Look at your life. Who is it changing? Who is it impacting? Look at your time. How are you using your time? Look at your money. How are you using your money? Look at your life in perspective, in, con in contrast to eternity. We only have few days on this planet, but there is an eternity to step into. You ready for that? Are you living for God? Or are you living for yourself? Or are you living for the multitude to please the people? Make a decision in your heart. I'm going to be like these three Hebrew boys who determined to live for God on this planet. Young people, don't go by what is trending. And say to yourself, everyone is doing it. Everyone is living like this. I also join them. You are different. You're unique. You have Christ. Make a difference. Set your life. Does your life glorify God? I want you to pray this short prayer after me. Say, Father. In the name of Jesus, I bring my life to you. I surrender my spirit, soul, and body. I want to be a vessel of honor, even in these last days. I surrender my gifts, my time, my everything. Use me, Lord, for your own glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What is that prayer about? That is a prayer when Jesus comes to sit in your boat. And the Bible says when he sat in the, on the boat, the storm ceased. May every sickness that is in your body be banished. Because of that prayer of, of surrender to him. Now, may every mountain that you've been experiencing be leveled because you've surrendered yourself to him. My God, in the name of Jesus, may you experience the miraculous realm like never before because you've surrendered to him. Stand on your feet. Father, we bless you. We honor you, Jesus. 
Ah, we honor you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We glorify your name. We honor you. Thank you for our word. Thank you for the reality in our lives. Thank you for speaking to our souls. I pray that this word that has gone forth, oh God, shall bring fruit in one or two or three people in this, in this place right now. That you do a change, a shifting in their lives. That there will be a change of garments in this place, oh God. That when these people leave this place, old garments shall remain here. And they go out in newness, newness of thinking, newness of motives, newness of everything, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that you are raising an army in this place. You are raising a people of power in this place. You are raising a unique army, a unique people, a dangerous people in the mighty name of Jesus. And we honor you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Put those hands together and bless him. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God says, let's not get used to sweet only. Let's get used to responsibility. Let's get used to what? to responsibility because sometimes we would just want to feel good and then go and never make an impact in people's lives. That's just sweet, sweet, sweet. God wants us now to become a unique people, a unique army that is raising. There's been a change of garments here. God is putting, you're putting on something new right now and you may not realize it but there's been a shift. There's been a change of garments. You leave this place, you're dressed differently. Hallelujah. Yes, you are, you are dressed completely differently. You don't go home the same. Dressed completely differently. Ready with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen.